the Morphin Grid, connected all together, all life, across the multiverse. Good and evil, yin and yang. The grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles. Welcome to Universe 19, my fellow grid travelers. Greetings, grid travelers. I am your guide to this universe. Today's adventure takes place with a new team of heroes, the Power Rangers Sky Force. How were they formed? Well, let's go find out. Earth skies are threatened by an evil force of aliens bent on stealing all of our breathable air. Only one group can stand in their way and keep the air of Earth safe. They are the Power Rangers Sky Force. Episode 1, Gasping for Air. In the city of Amarillo, there sits an Air Force base. At the base housing, there is the home of the Winstons. Registered nurse Catherine Winston, the general, and their two sons, Billy Winston and Jimmy Winston. In the basement, the boys made a recording studio for their podcast, Zero to Hero. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Zero to Hero. And no, it's not about Disney. Here, we talk about all things Power Rangers, Billy says. Billy was in his early 20s and had short, shaggy brown hair with green eyes. He had a full beard. He has a normal build and had on a yellow tank top with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on it. I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, the living embodiment of why my parents should have stopped at one kid, he adds. Whoa, man. How many brain cells did that been coming up with? Jim asked, smirking. Jim also had short brown hair, but he had a white streak in it. Like his brother, he had a full beard, but his was more well-kept. He sported a solid red shirt with a black leather jacket on it. Hey, I am very smartical, Billy protests. Yes, we can tell, man. How about you tell our listeners what this episode is all about, Jim says. Oh, yeah, right, the show, Billy chuckles. Today we are going to talk about the Ultra Rangers. Are they really new heroes? Are they just some old Power Rangers with new powers? He continues. Well, as some of you may know, the Ultra Rangers are even more powerful than any Ranger team we have seen to date, Jim explains. Yeah, yeah, boring. The question everyone wants to know, what are the color codes for? Are they some kind of emergency? And why is there still no orange? Billy asks. And on that note, let's go to our first commercial break. Jim says, clicking a button on the laptop that was in front of him. Really, man? The orange joke again? Oh, stuff it, man. It was funny, Billy bites back. Aren't you happy I didn't say banana? He adds. In the Air Force Base barracks, Ben Baker storms in and slams the door hard, shaking the frame. Ben was a military man in both build and action. He had a buzz-cut light brown hair with a mustache. He was in his best dress uniform. Damn that man, he shouts. 
His roommate, Matt, looks up from his book. Matt was a skinny young man with round frame glasses. Uh, the general told you no again, I see. Zip it, Matt. I'm not in the mood, Ben snaps. I told you there was a less than 4% chance he was going to change his mind, Matt states, very matter-of-fact. Look, you little nerd. I don't want your two cents, Ben shouts. Really? You're calling me a nerd? Matt pushes up his glasses and points to the shelf on Ben's side of the room. On the shelf sits Funko Pops. A lot of Funko Pops. From all kinds of 90s era. Ben starts to chuckle. Okay, okay, man. Sorry, that was below the belt. I just don't get why he won't let me. I keep telling you, General Winston will not let you lead a squad, Matt says. Ben walks into the bathroom and changes into his PT uniform. I'm headed to the gym. Ben storms out of the room. Cosplay Dude 637. You might really like the other stuff from the Zeo to Hero Network. Like the main pod, Zeo to Hero, with the Bulk of Skull of Podcasting, myself and my brother Billy. I also really like Maker Rangers. On YouTube and on podcast. I really also enjoy Iron Avenger 52 on TikTok. And yeah, lights on YouTube. And upcoming shows from the Red Cornish Ranger. <laughs> How hard was that? Really hard. On the outskirts of our solar system, a ship drops out of hyperspeed. The ship looks to be a one-man vessel that has been fired on and is extremely damaged. Inside the ship sits a female humanoid pilot. She was wearing a black flight suit. As she ripped off her pilot's helmet, her long purple hair flew out. She has amazingly stunning saffron-colored eyes. Damn it, I can't see a thing in this stupid helmet, she shouts as one of the engines of her ship explodes. No, no, no. Come on. We just need to make it to Earth. The radio crackles as she presses the intercom. This is Sam Rebel calling to anyone that can hear me. Do you copy? I am an escaped prisoner of the Akuma Empire. I need to speak to the Power Rangers. But just then, a much larger ship also dropped out of hyperspeed. As soon as it dropped out, it started firing on Sam's ship. This was the Akuma Empire battleship. The battleship was shaped like a large insect with a tan top and a black underbelly. On the bridge of the battleship stands three aliens. They were also humanoid in look. I want that KO-35 piece of trash back in the prison camp, Commander Gilluk demands. Gilluk was more machine than humanoid, with a half-white and half-brown face split down the middle. He wore a long brown robe over his mechanical body, suit and a black and white helmet over his bald head. She is running on one engine on a low-powered scout ship, comes from the voice box of Vice Commander Boba. He was a blue-skinned alien with 
blue armor all over his body. Over his mouth was a blue metal mask that had tubes running in and out of it. The mask served several functions for Boba. One, it steadily transferred his language into English. The other was it pumped air from his planet so he could breathe. My father told you to bring her back or don't come back at all, Princess Sima Snickers. She was in a black leather jacket with a silver oxygen rebreather over the right shoulder. Silver utility belt, black and red leggings with black high heel boots. She had long black hair with a silver headband and a silver crown adorned her brow. Gilote shot her an evil look. I know what my duty to the Empire is. You're only here because your father, King Sardak, wanted you to learn battle strategy from me. So stay out of my way, he orders. Sima makes a huff at Gilute, but says nothing. Commander, the Jakuna fleet is ready to launch, Boba says. Gilute nods at him. Jenka, team leader. You are go for launch, he says into the intercom. On the left and right side of the battleship, small hangar doors open and a squadron of Jankun attack ships fly out. The ships are gray, teardrop-shaped vessels. The tip of the drop was the front of the ship. On each side of the ship, near the rear end, was huge, curved, armored plates that almost formed like small wings. They connected to the top of the ship, making some form of shield guard on the top of the vessel, with small pieces, grooves, and curves that added additional character to the ship. The thrusters could be found on the back of the ship. Hello there. I do apologize about interrupting you, but I have a question. Do you enjoy when things fall into place? When you know that everything that happens is meant to happen? Like a well-precised chest move. What I've just described is my entire life. I must make sure that everything that happens with the Power Rangers Future Foundation and more falls into place like a precise chest move. If you want to see everything that I have planned for the Parenter's Fair Foundation and other Parenter teams, come over to the Tiger Tail YouTube channel where you'll see my work unfold. Back on Earth, at the Air Force Base, a woman in a uniform is running down a hallway towards General Jordan Winston, father of Billy and Jimmy Winston. She has short red hair and brown eyes. Her name is Sarah Mormount. She was one of the brightest linguistic officers at the base. She burst into the General's office. General, sir, you need to hear this, she says, while holding up a manila envelope with top secret blazed across the top in red ink. The four-star general was in his late forties and had gray hair and a mustache. One look at the stone-faced man and you knew he earned his rank in the military. What is it now, Major Mormont? he asked, slowly looking up from a stack of papers. She hands him the envelope. He takes it in the transcript of the message from Sam. As a CD shimmers in the packet, he then looks up at Sarah. When was this collected? How long ago? Minutes, sir. As soon as it hit my desk, I knew you needed to see this, she explains. The general closes the packet, making an exhausted sound. He knew this day was most likely 
to come sooner than later. He pulls out a set of keys from his jacket pocket, inserts the keys into his top drawer of his desk, then places his thumb over the scanner. He then pulls out a file folder. Major, I think it might be time. The general says while looking at the major. The look of dread washed over his stone-hardened face. Oh no, I'm so sorry, general. Major Mormount exclaims. No. You're part of it now, too, Major, the general says while putting the folder on his desk. Emblazed on the cover, Black Project Sky Force. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. I'd just like you all to remember that all my fanfictions are exactly that, fanfictions, and have no connection to the mainstream continuity that they're from. No copyright infringement was intended. I'd like to now take the time to thank my supporters, the Zeo to Hero Network, Jim and Billy, the Bulk and Skull of Podcasting over on the Zeo to Hero Podcast, Ben, the Baker Ranger on Baker Ranger Movie Talks, Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger on Nerds Through Comics, Iron Avenger 52 on TikTok and Instagram. And of course, Neon Lights on YouTube. Guys, give them a listen. They have supported me so much, I'd love to return the favor by you guys going and supporting them. I'd also take this time to thank some of the friends of the Zero to Hero Network. Ty Tiger on Tiger Tales. Till next time. Later days. And let the power protect you.